TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with Mark Dondero on WEEI. One and two. Video Pagan deals. And he swings and misses and the ball game is over. The Minnesota Twins spoil the home opener for the Red Sox. They lead all the way. The final Twins 8, Boston 4. All right, welcome to WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dondero with you until midnight. That was a disappointing uh, game today. Uh, I was disappointed by that game today. Um, not just because the Red Sox lost, but, you know, ultimately that's what you're talking about, wins and losses. But the fact that they weren't, I mean, this was a game that was in the Twins' grasp the whole way. You know, they were massaging a, what, a 4-1 to lead, a 6-1 to lead. Red Sox were walking guys, paying the price. It just, damn it. Not, you know, you're coming in with some juice, a little bit of juice. You won the series in Detroit. You're trying to turn it around after what happened. You lost the first two games in New York. Coming home, Trevor Story's all jazzed up to play at Fenway Park. You don't even come close against the Twins. I know they, you know, they signed Correa. They got a little bit of life there, but give me something. You get doubled up, and that was a garbage time. Couple runs you got there with a Rafael Devers. I mean, look, you talk about Yankee Stadium. That was a pop up. Somehow found its way into the bleachers, but they, I mean, I'm not going to get all lathered up over that home run. Trevor Story one for four, and I believe the one hit he had was like a pop-up that just fell down into the into the outfield. Look, am I overly concerned? I'm not concerned. I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated at the Red Sox for a few different reasons. Number one, you know, I know I know they've had success. But I'm just I'm tired. I'm just tired of not having a rotation that I can really get excited about. I'm tired of it. I am starving so bad. For some starting pitching that is young, that is hot, that is on the come up. And, I, you know, they just haven't had it. Even when they've had good rotations, World Series caliber pitching. I, it's just been so long since they've had, you know, and I know that this team that I'm about to mention has never won the World Series or recently. But I, I just wish the Red Sox could sort of cultivate something that the New York Mets have enjoyed the last few years when they had DeGrom, when they had Syndergaard, you know, when they had uh, Matt Harvey for a little bit there and then it it got dicey. But just a a young group of stud arms. And again, I know they didn't win the World Series. But I think with some of the other resources the Red Sox have, the Brain Trust, 
the lineup, you get even a semblance of what those Mets teams had from five, seven years ago, you would have a championship team and you'd probably win one, and I just want to see it. It's, it's, I just want to see it. Now, I don't know where Major League Baseball is going in terms of pitching and managing pitching and all that. I just want to see it, okay? I want to see the Red Sox have some stud starting pitching, okay? Nick Pavetta, Rich Hale. I, I'm just done with those types of guys. I'm just done with them. Who was the guy that was here? Help me out, Justin. Who was the guy that was here a few years ago? He always kind of sucked, but then he challenged for Rick Porcello. Hey, I'm done with Rick Porcellos. I, I just don't want to have guys like that anymore. I want a stud guy coming out of the farm that I can get excited about. He he throws 98. Cy Young winner, Rick Porcello. I know he won the Cy. That's right. He won it. Jeez. And I'm I look, they've won the World Series in this you know, 2018. I, I I'm just look, I just want to see some younger arms. That's all. That's it's not a fatal flaw necessarily. It's just something I want to see. So that's my little opening rant about the Red Sox. And there's some other things, you know, I you, they started off in New York, they were bad with runners in scoring position. What was it? You know, at the end of that series they were 2 for 22 or something crazy. Okay? Today, some walks killed them. It, it just it, was, it wasn't a great effort today. It didn't feel like they were ready to go, um, which was disappointing. But the talk of the town has been the contracts, Xander Bogarts, Raphael Devers. And I am here to say I do not think that we are in any way, shape, or form in a place to criticize High and Bloom at this point. I'm not going to do it. I don't think the guy has been able to execute his plan quite yet. However, I do think he's on the way to doing so. Does that make any sense? I think the guy knows what he's doing. That's what I think. Now, we'll find out. We'll see. But I just don't know. I, You know, the way the Los Angeles Dodgers do business, it's fun. You know, it's really, you get the the headlines are all yours. I mean, you get all-stars just coming in year after year, month after month, it seems. Any big name that's out there is linked to your team. That's great. That's all well and good. But that really hasn't been the trend for winning World Series. Granted, they're in it, it seems, every year. But I'm not so sure there aren't other ways to get to the top of the mountain. I think High and Bloom has a feel. Okay? I, look, the farm system for the Red Sox has been bad for a long time. Or, you know, the Dombrowski years did no favors to the farm system, and that was by design. And it, it worked out. But Bloom has, you know, through some of his drafts and even just managing the assets that were left over, he has made it into something. Okay? There's something there. I am sorry. Xander Bogarts is a great player. He's not some all-time legend. He's not a guy like that. He's 29 years old. If he want, What I would do is ask him in terms of what he's looking for. I want to know years. That's what I want to know. What is your number in terms of years on the contract? That is the number I start with. Because if we can't match up on that number... 
We will never be able to do business together going forward. You will leave. You will. We will let you go. That's what I would do. I'm not going into business with Xander Bogarts for 10 years. I would like to keep him around because I do think he's a body that would hold up. I do think he's been a really good clubhouse guy, a leader for this team. Obviously, the production on the field is there. And as Scott Boris will tell you, he has won multiple championships with the Boston Red Sox, and those guys are few and far between. I get all that. But I'm not going 10 years. I'm not doing it. If the contract they offered him, the four years up to $30 million, that is, in terms of years, something I would ask of him. I just don't know if the dollar amount was realistic. In fact, I know it wasn't. So I disagree there. But the years, I'm with them. There is no need to offer him 10 years, eight years. I'm not doing that. I'm not getting in bed with that. This guy's a really good player, maybe a great player. He's not an all-time great. I've watched the Los Angeles Dodgers, not the Dodgers, sorry, the Angels operate with an all-time great player and get nowhere. Nowhere. Okay? Baseball, especially batting. Batting especially is too finicky to pay a guy that much money in my estimation. Because base, hitting a baseball, especially at the major league level, is the hardest thing to do in sports. And you just can't trust it because you don't know who's going to get cold, who's going to get hot, who's going to stay hot, who's going to be the MVP of the World Series. Steve Pierce. It's just too hard to predict those things. It's not like other sports where you can guarantee somebody is going to be able to deliver 30 points a game. Guy could bat 320 all year long. All year long. And crater in the biggest games during the postseason. And you might be paying that guy you know, $400 million. I'm not about that. And I don't think the Red Sox should be about that. And to this point, I, I don't think they should be bending over backwards depending on what Xander Bogarts is looking for in terms of the length of the contract. Especially if you think, high and bloom, that you got kids on the farm that are coming up. Okay, because that's what I'm reading. These guys, now they're, they might be some years away, but the, I mean, if you're implementing this plan, part of the plan is you're going to get guys in the farm system that can play, and they're going to make the major league roster. Marcelo Mayer sounds like it's, you know, it's early, but he sounds like a kid that is going to do some damage as he climbs the ladder here. I don't know if Nick York's any good, but he's hitting. Was he in high A? Tristan Cassis, he's going to probably be up before the year's over. You know, if some of these guys are good, why would you pay Xander Bogarts $400 million as he enters his age 30 season? Or whatever he's looking for. I, I, I wouldn't blame the Red Sox for not doing that, even though I would like them to keep Xander Bogarts. I would. But you cannot give him the moon. You cannot. Those are not the teams that have been winning the World Series year in after year, year in, year out. The, the Washington Nationals won the World Series. The year after they got rid of Bryce Harper, you know, their best player, their highest paid player, that's when they won the World Series. 
the Los Angeles Dodgers have been spending, 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 stars, all-stars, David Price, Mookie Be- you know, every star that's become available has put on Dodger blue. They won one World Series during the bubble in the pandemic. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't legitimate, but it's not like they're winning it every single year and you can't break the break the streak. This isn't the New York Yankees in the late 90s. Devers is a different story. Rafi Devers, I would give the money to. I would pay up for Devers. I think he's a special talent. I think he's the most naturally gifted hitter the Red Sox have seen since Manny Ramirez. He's young. He appears durable. I'm paying him. Now, he might want to take it all the way to the edge, go to free agency. But I would be I would be in constant communication with his camp trying to get find any way to reach an agreement on a contract that he would accept that I'd be okay with because that guy those that's a special talent that you have the chance to be with for 8 9 years. I would do that one. I would make that one happen. But the stars thing, like, I just don't understand the belly aching about this. We don't even know where baseball is headed. I mean, with all the analytics and these guys coming out after 80 pitches, you know what? Dave Roberts pulling Clayton Kershaw. Oh, perfect game. Two innings to go, and he gets pulled. You will never be able to convince me that that's not an asshat move. Oh, but you got to protect the future of the asset. Oh, forget that. You really think that Clayton Kershaw's career was going to be derailed because he he gave it a go for another two innings with history on the line? You know, I don't even care about the history. I don't. But you don't think he would? Especially a guy like that that's basically done everything in baseball except throw a perfect game? I didn't look that up. I don't think he's throwing a perfect game. I mean, that's just a disgrace. Bunch that, of damn nerds. That's right. Like, I, you know, when you really sit back and think about it, it's almost like Major League Baseball, you know, the people that are running the show here with the analytics, they've completely eradicated grinding out a gate, grinding it out, grinding out a start, grinding out an inning, bow in the neck. Is this to get off my lawn? I don't care. I mean, this is what this game has become. With all the things that baseball needs to change, that's what they change. Becoming a little bit more mentally tough so you can grind out an inning or get through a tough stretch or find a way to get it done when maybe you don't have your best stuff or when they ask a little bit more of you because you know or the manager knows what kind of mental toughness the pitcher has or this player has. Nope. Now it's you get to this number, you're out no matter what. That's it. That's done. All the things that baseball needs to do to sort of come back around. And that's what they get rid of. That's the major change that we're experiencing. No more balls. Terrific. 
That was a disappointing game for the Red Sox today. I'm not worried. I do, you know, their lineup should be performing better. Their pitching does not, you know, fire me up. It is what it is. Chris Sale was introduced today. Terrific. I, I, you know, I do trust Alex Cora when it comes to managing pitchers, but I'd like to see more. I'd like to see something that could get me a little bit more excited from a pitching standpoint. And the bats need to come around. They'll be fine. They'll be fine, but don't get... I don't want to hear about the Xander Bogarts thing. He, You cannot just give him whatever he wants. That is not good, good business. That's not good for the team. That's not good for the future of the organization. You can't do that. Don't lowball him and make it embarrassing. But you cannot just give him anything and everything he wants. All right. The Celtics have a huge series coming up. I cannot wait for this thing to start. Uh, we're going to get into that next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening if your day sounds like we need the report asap you deserve Modelo. if you've persevered through you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste or if you overcame you deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at T Mobile.com/slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. You're listening to WEEI Late Night. On WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dundara with you until midnight. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. I'm going to just say one more thing about the Red Sox. I know some people were talking about, or it's been brought up, you know, are is this bad? Is this a bad look for the Red Sox if they really low-balled Xander Bogarts that, you know, that significantly? Um, My reaction to that, who cares? What are you worried about? You worry that other people, other teams, other players – specifically, are going to start talking badly about the Red Sox? You worried that free agents aren't going to sign with the Red Sox because they offered Xander Bogarts the minimum or whatever, a low ball offer? Please. That doesn't bother me one bit. Is it a bad look? Yeah, it's not a good look. But I'm not worried that the Red Sox are going to fall out of favor 
with impending free agents or guys that could potentially come here or sign here. Not even close. This is still Boston, one of the best baseball markets in the world. You still got Fenway Park and all the fans, you know, especially when you go around Major League Baseball, there's a lot of cities where there are barely any fans in the stands. This place, the fans actually care. Okay, so if you're that type of player, you'll want to play here. And, oh, yeah, as soon as the Red Sox decide to open up the checkbook and pay, they will get whomever they want. No question. Okay, so you don't need to worry about, ooh, that's going to put the Red Sox in a poor life. This isn't the NFL. It's not going to happen like with the Patriots and you worry that guys talk about Bill Belichick and whatever, the negotiations that have gone on. It'll never happen with the Red Sox. Boston will always be a baseball destination as long as the Red Sox are willing to pay. If they pay those guys, those guys will come here. You don't have to worry about the weather. It's the summer. Beautiful weather in Boston during the summer. You've got the history, a championship pedigree, the rabid fan base, passionate fan base, and everything else associated with Fenway Park and playing here. There's hype. It's a great division. You play other good teams. There is no reason that players, if they're getting paid, wouldn't want to come here. So stop worrying about that. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for this Celtics season. Wow. Can't even talk. I'm so excited. I'm excited for the series with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, would I have preferred to not play the Nets? (laughs) Yeah, I would have preferred that. But now that it's here, I'm really excited. Okay? I just thought if they played the Bulls, they would have sleptwalked through that series. And we could have moved on. And we could have been ready for another series after that. That's what I, you know, I was thinking that. Now they're playing a team in the first round who some people are picking. Not me. Not me. But some people are picking the Nets. And it's easy. Okay, it is easy to become intoxicated with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I get it. I absolutely get it. But I'm telling you, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it, okay? Do you understand? Don't fall for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Very easy to get intoxicated by their shot-making ability. But I think the Celtics have the better team. Now, they might not have the best player right now in the series. Might not. But even if they don't, their two guys are close enough. Where if you have the better team, you better win. Okay, and I'm going to say this. Because this is the point that that has to be made with Jason Tatum. Has to be made. This series for Jason Tatum is immense. Okay, and and Justin, do we have Tim Legler talking about Jason Tatum? Why don't you let me know when you get that queued out? Because I want to listen to what Tim Legler had to say. And I'm going to forward his point into something that I want to say about Tatum. Let's listen to Tim Legler. If you're Jason Tatum, the way you have played the second half of this season, you've arrived, man. You want to bring a seat up to that table. You want to swim to the deep end of the pool where these guys are located. This is your moment, and you've got to deliver. And that means what better uh, guy to put in front of you than Kevin Durant, the two best offensive small forwards in the NBA, going at it. And here's the best part. 
they will guard each other a lot. A lot of times these guys avoid each other, or the coaches do. They're going to guard each other quite a bit. But here's the thing. It's not just about raw numbers. It's the series-defining moments, the possessions in the fourth quarter. That's where Jason Tatum has to come through on this stage to get them to the next round. Okay. That was Tim Legler on some ESPN show. Don't know which one. Um, he, he went just almost to the, you know, he went almost to where he needed to go. It was almost perfect what he said. The only point that he didn't make where he didn't specify, he had to say win. That's what this means. I totally agree. And this is what I want to say about Tatum. This series is not about the numbers. It's not. We all know what type of numbers Jason Tatum can put up. This series is about winning. Jason Tatum has to win this series. Now, if he doesn't, that doesn't mean he's a fraud or something like that. That's not even... I'm just saying, if he wants to get to where Tim Legler's talking about, the deep end of the pool, where Irving is, where Durant is, where those guys have been, there is nothing... He can do outside of winning that will get him there. He has to win. Not good enough to short. If he does, you know, I think back, what, what year was it? Paul Pierce, LeBron James, 2008. At that point, now I get LeBron James was carrying a, you know, a, whatever kind of Cavs team that was. But still, at that moment, Pierce scored 45 or 41. LeBron James scored 45. Game 7, 2008 Eastern Conference Finals. Semifinals. I think it was the semifinals. LeBron didn't win. All the numbers were there. He played great. He didn't win. He didn't get the credit. This team for the Celtics, better than that Cavs team by far. Jason Tatum has to win to silence all the critics to end all of the discussion that have been that's been going on here for weeks, months, years, all of that can go away with a win. He cannot, it is not good enough to average 35 a game in this series and lose. Sorry. That's what happens when you've ascended the way he has and become a superstar level player. That's what happens. You win or we can't talk about you being that type of player. You have to win. I do not care if he goes tit for tat with uh, Durant. I don't care. Did you win? And the other thing is, it will be about, as Legler said, I agree. It will be about the moments, not the stats. Don't even look at the stats for Jason Tatum in this series. Did you win? And then, obviously... What did you do in the moments that mattered most? Those game-defining moments. Those series-altering moments. I don't care if Jason Tatum sucks all game and has 12 points. But if he scores the final eight in the fourth quarter and puts the Celtics over the top and finishes with 20, that is the best-case scenario for me. I don't care about the stats. That is a much better outcome, obviously, than if he scored 43 and they lost. This series is about 
winning. Does Tatum lead the team to win? That's what it's about. I, you know, I think he knows it. I think they all know it. I think everyone knows it. You cannot elevate yourself if you're Jason Tatum. And like I said, this is a guy that's on the precipice of being a perennial superstar. A superstar year in and year out where you know that he's going to be in the MVP discussion. And I'm not convinced. I know we all think about, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I'm not convinced. I mean, I'm watching this play out, and I'm saying that Irving and Durant, as great as they are, well, they got company now. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, not on that level, but not that far behind. They're right there. Okay, we're talking about five years, six years, four years in the league. There's no more developmenting, developmenting, developing. These aren't developmental guys anymore. These are guys that have enough experience on the team that they're on, in the spot that they're in, and should be able to take this squad to the next level, especially with some of the support they're getting. I keep hearing about Durant and Irving, Durant and Irving. Who's gonna, who the hell's going to cover? Who's going to shut down Jason Tatum? Who's going to shut down Jalen Brown? What answers defensively do the Nets have? We'll see if Ben Simmons eventually gets on the court. I don't know what kind of condition he'll be in when he gets on. Bruce Brown going to shut everyone down? The Celtics are a better team. The NBA shouldn't want the Nets to win. I know they got stars, but that is not a good model uh, when you have a team that has been in disarray seemingly all year long. One of their top, most talented guys hasn't even played. He could be coming back. If you just slap that together and they go on and, and win the championship, that is not what you want your league to be about. Now, nobody's going to care, especially, you know, obviously if you're a Nets fan, but I'm going to bank on the fact that the Celtics are a better team and they're going to play like a better team and they're going to win because their team is better. I'm not getting intoxicated by Durant and Irving because I don't think after them, the team is all that good at playing as a team. They get some good players, but I don't think they've played as a team. So I'm not going to pick them to beat the Celtics. The other thing, Marcus Smart, he could win the Defensive Player of the Year award. He's obviously one of the best defenders in the league, one of the best on the Celtics for sure. So with that being said, especially if he ever wins the award, I better not see Kyrie Irving go off. I better not see anybody go off. If you're the Defensive Player of the Year, Doris Burke's voting for you because of your perimeter prowess. If that's you, you better make your presence felt. And I I better not feel like you're just over there or out there, um, you know, just going through the motions or not just go, not going through the motions, but completely ineffective where I don't even realize that you're one of the top defenders in the league. Not now. You win that award especially – 
You got Robert Williams, who's out, who was arguably more impactful than you were this year defensively, but that's a separate conversation. With the way Kyrie Irving plays, I better see Marcus Smart effective defensively when he's up against Irving. Okay, I better see Marcus Smart rough up Kyrie Irving a little bit. Marcus Smart's a bigger dude. If you want a weakness of the of the Nets, how about strength of their two best best players? Durant and Irving? Durant is you know, these are these aren't big body jacked guys that can take a pounding in the I mean Kyrie Irving isn't even going into the into the lane as much as he has in the past. Now I don't know if that's because he's been out or whatever, COVID, all the protocol. These guys are not they don't have the body type of Dwayne Wade. They don't have the body type of LeBron James. They're not Paul Pierce. None of those guys were as skinny as Durant and as frail looking as Kyrie Irving. Not saying he's frail, but he, you know, he he's not about like lifting weights. That's not what he's all about. He's about touch and finishing and and having the the smooth cross. You know, all those different moves that he can get a shot off. They don't have strength. If you could goon them up a little bit, I'm not saying be dirty. I'm not saying be the bad boys. If you could goon them up a little bit, Marcus Smart, a little bit physical, just a little, the Celtics should be able to have their way in this series, assuming their stars show up. But Marcus Smart has to be, has to be a presence felt in this series. That that has to happen. Okay, he's been too good defensively, and now that his team needs him the most defensively, I better feel his presence defensively in this series. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. He better give Irving fits. He better be the ultimate pest. He better be up in Irving's life when Irving has the basketball. And I expect him to try to do that. But I also think he needs to succeed. Defensive player of the year. I know Kyrie Irving's good. But you have to find a way to make your presence. I'm not saying shut him down. He's not going to score. You've got to make your presence felt. I, I, I need to feel Marcus Smart's energy and impact on the defensive end in this series. I need to feel it. He needs to jump out at the screw of the screen and slap me. I, I, I need to see it, and it needs to be undoubted. Undoubted? Is that a word? I, I, I need to take a second here. What is going on? It is now. Oh, thank you. It's a word now. It works. He has to produce. Kyrie Irving had some comments today. Um, you know. Um, frankly, I, I we don't have sound. I don't think he actually said it um, in, in front of a camera. But he, he here's what he said, quote, I hope we can move past my Boston era and reflect on some of the highlights I left at TD Garden that they can replay. Move forward. Just a new paradigm, baby. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, people here hate Kyrie Irving. 
and for good reason. Now, hate's a strong word. They dislike him as a basketball player, and for good reason. Okay? I'm not going to go through all the things that he did here, but there were highlights. Like, I don't understand what you want me to say. You know, like, if, if you're in a bad relationship, sure, there's some highlights, but if it ultimately was a disaster, you know, and it ended horribly, I'm not going to really go back and think about too many of those highlights. If it ended up a disaster and ended horribly, I have no interest in going back and thinking about the highlights. Uh, you know what I mean? That's just not what I'm going to do. You know, there was the press card, the media, so whatever it was with the season ticket holders where he said he was going to resign and then didn't. And then, oh, by the way, he went to New York. And then there was the commercial at the rafters, TD Garden. I, I'm going to be up there. And then there was game one, and he gave up after game one in Milwaukee. It just it goes on and on. The righteousness and the, and the infighting with the younger guys and talking down to guys. It, it, I mean, it was a disaster. So that isn't something. I mean, what do you want, a video? You want the PR department to put together a video, a tribute? I, you know, that's tone deaf. It's just not, that's not real. That's not real life. What did he do that was so good? <laughs> what, what did he do? He dropped 35 one day. and I, I mean, I don't remember one thing he did that blew me away. Not while he was here. So, no, I don't think that's something that this city, this fan base is going to entertain. And I think that was a wasted breath. Maybe he was just joking. But they're not going to like you. You went, you know, you went to New York. You said you were going to stay. You didn't stay. The, the fans here aren't going to like you. You're better off just accepting that and doing that because it's not going to happen. Six one seven 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 nine. 7937. There's a few keys to this series. One of them is Marcus Smart, obviously playing up to the way he needs to play. But there's another one, and I think it's imperative, just as important, that the Celtics are going to need if they're going to beat the Nets. We'll talk about that next. This is Mark Dondero, WEI Late Night. Now back to it. WEI Late Night and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. What did you take away from this as far as the team that has moved on? Oh, there's no way they can beat the Celtics. They got two great players. They both actually played as good as they probably can play. Kevin Durant was fabulous with, it, uh, with his pass and his defense. Kyrie was great. but they Made uh, his first 12 shots. Yeah, but other than that, 34. Uh, I know they can't beat the Celtics now. Everybody, all these fools on these other morning talk shows can let this ship sail. Both of those guys played great, great. And they barely beat a mediocre Cav team. All right, back here on WEI Late Night, 617-779-7937. I applaud Charles Barkley there. I could not agree more. This is a situation. There are too many people that are too intoxicated by Durant and Irving. Okay, they fail to understand that Brown and Tatum are right there. Okay, they're not the little brother anymore. They have arrived. They are right there. Okay? And if you factor in 
Ime Udoka and the impact that he has made in the second half of this season and what potentially he could do in the playoffs. Now, I don't know. We'll see. But if he's as capable as he was down the stretch in the playoffs, that's dangerous for every team in the league. Certainly the Brooklyn Nets, who have been in disarray for most of the year. They don't know when Ben Simmons is coming back. They don't know what's going on with you know, is he going to be in the lineup? If he comes in the lineup, are they going to have chemistry? They don't even have, they haven't even played with him. That stuff should matter when you're playing a team as good as the Celtics. That should matter. We've never played with the guy. I have no idea how that's going to work. It should matter. I'm telling you right now, too many people are getting drunk off Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. The Celtics offer something similar, play better defense, and I think at this point probably have a little bit more grit and determination. We'll see. I'm leaving the door open for me to be proven wrong on that. But it would be a disappointment. If the Celtics lose this series, I'm sorry. I wanted the Celtics to not play the Nets, but the fact that they're playing the Nets means this is good because the Nets, despite how talented they are, should not be able to beat the Celtics in this series. They should not. As Chuck said, they have two great players. The Celtics have two great players and then more. They've got great defense. They might have the defensive player of the year. They have depth. They have, I think, the better coach. They've been playing better as a team. The Celtics should win this series. And I think there's going to be a lot of people after the fact that are going to admit they got intoxicated by Irving and Durant because of their history, their resume, and their shot-making ability. It's hard, it's always hard to accept or to buy into the next person, the next thing. It's always hard. It's hard to go for that young, up-and-coming person because, hey, we know this guy's been there and done that. That's the safer pick. It's safer to pick Durant and Irving. That's safer. Durant and Irving aren't what they were, though. Still really great, but I think it's just Tatum and Brown are so much more than they were. That's what it, that's what I I didn't mean Durant and Ta- and uh, Irving aren't what they were. They're still great, but I think Brown and Tatum are closer and have ascended so much more close closer to where Durant and Irving are. I don't think people are giving them enough credit. I don't think they're acknowledging that. And I think they need to. Those are two dudes the Celtics have. Dudes. And I think they're going to be up for the challenge. I think they're going to go toe-to-toe. And you know what another key to this series is? And this is what I was going to get to. Jalen Brown has to dominate for stretches of this series. Dominate. Okay? He is bigger than Kyrie Irving. He is younger than Kyrie Irving. I mean, he might be four or five inches bigger than Irving, if need be. 
I need Jalen Brown to shut Irving down. Shut him down. I want him to be the biggest pest to harass Irving on the court. I want him up in his face, in his life. With that type of length and athleticism, Jalen Brown should be able to give Kyrie Irving all kinds of issues, especially with his length. He should be giving him issues, and I should be feeling his presence defensively. I mean, offensively, it's a given. Jalen Brown needs to show up offensively and score. Might not have to be right at the number on all of his averages, but he's got to show up and score. But defensively, I need to feel his presence defensively. That's what I need to do. That's another key to this series. Daniel Tice, a little smug at the podium the other day when responding to Bruce Brown's comments. I like that, but you got to go back it up. But this is all coming down to Jason Tatum. And does he win? Can he find a way to will the Celtics to victory? That's what I'm looking for from him. I mean, if if Tatum can find a way to do this and win this series for the Celtics and have a couple big games in the process, this team, you know, every every box would be checked. Every single box. I And you know what else? They wouldn't even have to win another series. If they can get over this team because Tatum plays well, and specifically plays well in big moments, big spots. He will have checked every single box. All of the, all of any concerns that are still out there would be alleviated and they would drift away. And the Celtics would officially be the next ones up. I mean, they'd be the next hot young team capable of doing anything they want to do. Tatum just has, until he wins a series like this. And this is why this is fun, because if they beat the Bulls, that wasn't going to do anything for my, you know, the legacy of Jason Tatum or the progression of Jason Tatum. It's going to have to do with winning in a series against this type of opponent. That's what this is going to have to do with. And that is how he takes his career to the next level. That and that only. Only. All right, when we get back, more on the Celtics. I also have a couple Patriots thoughts. Uh, Bill Belichick, something struck me today about Bill Belichick and some of the reports about Nick Saban and who he wanted to hire, who he didn't hire, all of that. I have a point on Bill Belichick that I want to make. This is WEI Late Night. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 